We welcome a dear friend and one of America's greatest patriots in the U.S. Senate, Senator Ron Johnson of the great state of Wisconsin. Thank you, Mr. Johnson, for your time Saturday morning. And so I just want to lead off with this. I sort of (laughs) I cover this stupid bill. I mean, it's a pathetic bill from a pathetic Democratic Party, but the uh, inflation reduction uh, bill, which has no inflation reduction in it. It's a war against fossil fuels. It's a war against business. It's a war against economic growth. It's a war against capitalism. And I think it's pathetic, Senator. I mean, I just think it's pathetic. Is this the best we can do? Really? (laughs) They've tried for eight months to get something done, and they come up with this? I mean, I'm sure you're talking about it on the campaign trail in Wisconsin, and Lord knows I hope you get reelected by a ton. But really, is this the best America can do? Well, good morning, Larry. It certainly makes a, a very strong case for gridlock in Washington D.C., doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's, re- that's really been that's really been the case for the entire Biden administration. We'd be so much better off passing nothing mm. other, other than the basic appropriation bills, which we don't do. I mean, that's what people need to understand is, you know, one of the primary functions of Congress should be first of all oversight to make sure that what the government's doing, they're doing it the right way. They're not causing more harm than good. But then it's as painful as this is for me to say, to fund the government. Now, I'm all for funding the priorities, you know, our military and, you know, security and the things that were enumerated in the Constitution for the federal government to do. We've stepped so far out of the constraints of the federal government. But we're getting involved in so many things that the federal government has no capability of doing. So what, what what they're trying to do is they're trying to uh, set up a, a communist-like industrial planning mm. system, mm. and it's not going to work. I mean, yeah, gov- government literally cannot outthink the, the the marvel of the free market system. Now, I'm not saying laissez-faire capitalism is perfect, and I'm not saying government can't nudge it in the right directions. But, you know, for example, all this green energy fantasy spending in here, you, you, you think of Solyndra. What government is not thinking of, what, what my colleagues that are voting for this are not thinking about is, is this even possible? I mean, wh- where are we going to get the rare earth chemicals or minerals? You know, who's going to be producing all the, you know, all this renewable energy, uh, all, all the basic supplies, almost all of them come from China. You know, we're 70, 80, 90 percent dependent on China. You know, a lot of the mining goes on in Chile and Peru, not, not the most stable governments. So as we move down this path toward unreliable renewable energy, we just in its you know on its face, renewable energy is not as reliable as fossil fuel. It makes our grids vulnerable. But when you consider the supply chains, what we're going to need the, the dramatic increase in mining that we're going to uh, have to develop to, to meet these goals, they're not thinking how vulnerable we're going to become on nations that are pretty unstable, maybe not necessarily our friends. So that's why I always refer to this, the green energy fantasy, because that's what it is. It it maybe sounds good politically, maybe makes for good political rhetoric. You know, we're going to go into this marvelous uh, renewable energy future where where energy is free, apparently, because it comes from the sun and the wind, but it's not free. It has dramatic environmental impacts that are just ignored and it makes us vulnerable. And it, all this stuff is being ignored, not to mention the cost. I mean, the self-inflicted wound on our economy 
of all these things, the tax increases. I mean, this, no. So you are right. This is, this is crazy, but that, you know, that's what this federal government is like nowadays. I mean, it is, it's an alternate universe here, Larry. And, and they just, Democrats are as de- detached from reality as they are from the truth. Senator Johnson, I, I just want to posit this thought. I do not think the majority of Americans want to end fossil fuels. There's never been a mandate for that. There's never been any overwhelming elections. There's never been any overwhelming. In fact, the polls show much different results. People are not dumb. They know the cost of this is exploding. I mean, the gasoline price and all that goes with it. But people also know what you just said is, you know, these these wind turbines. And I'm not against wind and solar, but they're not reliable. They're not sustainable. People know that they don't want their electric power grid systems to end the use of fossil fuels. I mean, in other words, where does it say that Americans want to end oil and natural gas or, for that matter, coal? Where does it say that? What election well, showed that? What has happened over time, and you're not, you know, you're, we're, we're of the same vintage, basically. Yes. So we watched the scare of global cooling, right? I mean, the, the <laughs> earth is going to freeze. We're, we're, we're going to have, you know, you know, we're back to the ice age. You know, then it became global warming. Then they couldn't really decide what it was, so it became climate change. So th- this is this is a state of fear that the left likes to create. The, the, and because the the mainstream media is, is of the left, they're happy to create the state of fear to help sell their magazines, their newspapers, and their broadcasts. So they create the state of fear that the world's going to end. And then they have political figures like Al Gore becoming multi-multi-millionaires you know, taking advantage of it, but making all these predictions that never come true. But nobody ever goes back and says, "Hey, you know, hey, Al, what wasn't wasn't Manhattan supposed to be underwater by now? Yes, is that what you're predicting? You know, I, I thought the world was going to end in twelve years, like twenty five years ago. Manhattan so is underwater because we're having a crime wave. But sorry, that's a different segment. Precisely. But again, they create the state of fear so that the public, uh, you know, and mass can only look, you know, for something this massive, only the government can relieve that fear with these programs that aren't going to work. Again, it's, it's all rhetoric. It's all driven by complicit and corrupt media. And that's the state we're in right now. It's, it's, it's very sad. I mean, it's, I can't tell you how frustrating it is. I was saying nobody can out frustrate me. It's, <laughs> it's just it's amazing how, how lunatic it is here in Washington, D.C. I mean, every, every poll I look at, every poll I look at has so-called climate change, about 15th on the list, like inflation, okay, cost of living, jobs, gasoline, groceries, crime, borders. I don't see climate change. I mean, you have to look hard down the list in the fine print. That's my point. You know what's in here? I mean, I'm sure you do know what's in here, but I'm looking at this stuff. They've got all these taxes to make fossil fuels more expensive. Now, 16.4 cents uh, per gallon excise tax, 33% hike on uh, drilling, 500% hike on lease rates, uh, big increases in methane fees, $45 billion. Listen to this. I'm sorry, $45 million, Senator Johnson, uh, to the Environmental Protection Agency. And here's the tricky thing. So it can regulate gas, ha- um, um, greenhouse gases. 
Now, that was the essence of the West Virginia EPA decision, which went against the EPA. Uh, They're trying to put a backdoor regulation that will allow the EPA to regulate greenhouse gases. This whole thing, this is, you know, this is against what the court just said. And they're raising the cost of all fossil fuels, which will enrage Americans some more. I'm just, you know, there's a lot wrong with this crazy bill. But this is one of the points. I'm just, I come back to this and I hope you're raising this in Wisconsin. People in Wisconsin, I think, have more common sense than the rest of the world, or at least the ones in New York and Washington, D.C., Nobody ever said, no clear election, we want to end fossil fuels. Where was that? Where, show me that election. Not well, not in the are- 13th Congressional District of New York. Okay, that's different because it's a socialist state. But around the country, sir, where's, where did that re- election result come from? So people actually do want to drive their vehicle more than 150, 180 right. miles. Right. They, they want greater range. They, they don't want to drive 150, pull off on the side wait for two hours to you know, get in line to plug your car in for 30 minutes while it recharges. Uh, so, no, you're, you're exactly right. And what I'm trying to point out in Wisconsin is regardless of what disaster you're looking at that's results from the Biden administration, it didn't just happen. It's not like Joe Biden just happens to be unlucky that you know, all these things are happening on his watch. You know, he caused them all. Mm. I mean, his, his policies, his radical left policies, open borders, you know, as you're saying, they are purposely driving up the cost of fossil fuels. You know, record gasoline prices didn't just happen. They caused it. They wanted it to happen because they want to force people into electric vehicles. And they said, you know, they're just ignoring the environmental impact of all the mining and, and the fact that we even have, I mean, are we going to be able to supply this? So those costs will go through the roof as well. And you're right. People can't get by nowadays. You know, I was reading an article that one of the, and by the way, we're not creating jobs. We're just filling them. Mm. The jobs are out there. They just need to be filled. But one, one of the reasons they're being filled is people are having to take on a second job. Mm. It's not, not like that many more people are entering the workforce. It's, you know, people are just having to take on an extra job in order to pay for 9.1% inflation for the record gas prices, the higher gro- grocery prices. So now I'm, I'm trying to point out to the folks in Wisconsin that all the pain you are feeling, the reason you are struggling is because of Democrat governance. Yes. Again, made possible and supported by the complicit and corrupt left-wing media. I mean, there is, you know, this bill, and obviously it's much, much, much smaller than the first $5 trillion bill. But the point I'm making, there's no inflation reduction. What there is is a war against fossil fuels, which is like a war against every working person and consumer in the country. There's a war against business. There's a war against economic growth. There's a war against free market enterprise and capitalism. This is big government socialism. I mean, this is the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. And they just keep whittling it down and whittling it down. And, you know, they bought off my friend Joe Manchin. I'm sure he's your friend, too. Uh, they got Cinema to sign on, although she did get a good tax change. Uh, Senator, I want, I want to talk about your race, but just one more thing. These, this IRS business. Okay, so they're going to spend whatever, $80 billion. They're supposed to hire 87,000 agents, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and that's going to yield $250 billion in higher revenues, less the $80 billion in spending. So it's net deficit reduction. Look, I'm just thinking that Americans are law-abiding. They're not deli- – this, uh, pr- this prejudgment 
in Washington that Americans are all out there being tax cheats and breaking the law. It's not true. The law, the tax code is so complicated, sir. Nobody can figure out what this thing means. And you know what? Every bill that passes, including the CHIPS Plus bill and certainly this goofball inflation reduction bill, which is an inflation increase bill, they keep layering on tax credits and deductions with complicated qualifications. You know what I mean? Who Nobody can figure this stuff out. That's the problem with the damn tax code. It isn't that we need uh, you know, 87,000 more IRS agents. And I would think people in Wisconsin would be just as furious as this anybody else in the country. You know, Larry, uh, back when we were doing tax reform under your old boss, yep. you remember I, I always said I, I don't like the term tax reform. I, I like the term tax simplification yes. and tax simplification, okay? Yes. So I, I read analysis that the vast majority of the taxes collected is going to come from the middle class from this procedure. And, and you're right. You, I've, I've seen the, the studies where they'll send out tax returns to five different tax CPAs. They get five completely different answers. Um, because it is way too complex. We should have a far simpler tax code. Income should be income. You know, if you want to make a provision for capital gains, you know, index the inflation out of it, and then taxes as income. So, yeah, I'm 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 all for simplification and a rational tax code, but that's not what we have. We have an incredibly complex one, and I would argue an irrational one. I, I think it's impossible to engineer, to socially and economically engineer through the tax code, but that's what we do because again, in this alternate universe. People think they actually can you know, play industrial planner and you know, be the conductor over an industry they can't. And they're not that smart. Nobody's that smart. That's it. I mean, these other these new bills, all this Green New Deal stuff, and then I'm going to go in the chip subsidies. Uh, Ron Johnson, they're, they're creating all these new tax credits which are indecipherable and opaque and so complicated. And all that is is spending through the tax code. As you say, this is government direction of the economy. You know, this is big government socialism. We're just gonna, all these tax credits are going to create more IRS problems, not less. And you know what's amazing? When, when businesses take advantage of the tax credits, then they get attacked for not paying their fair share. Right. That's it. They- I, they That's comply with the tax code. They, they use the incentives. They invest in that stuff. They, they end up lowering their tax bill. And then they get attacked like they're, you know, they're evil because they're not paying their fair share. No, they're just complying with this awful tax code. No, it's, it's really sick. That's it. You are so right. That's a, such, you know, that was the issue with this alternative corporate minimum tax. So these companies, these large companies went out. They used 100%. Uh, immediate write-off expenses for plants and equipments and buildings and technology, and then they get attacked because they're not paying their fair share. That's exactly right. And they were simply using the code. That's all. And we put it in there deliberately. Um, So what's doing in Wisconsin? You have to win. So really, by the way, you have not invited me out to Madison or wherever to give speeches in your favor. I'm not going to take it personally. I just put you on the TV and radio shows. I have been out to Wisconsin giving such speeches, but it is essential that you win. How is the race, Ron Johnson? Well, I'd love to have you out here. I'm fortunately stuck in D.C. here. But, you know, <laughs> right. what, what is interesting, Larry, is that the Democrats have just put on display what little respect they have for voters and democracy. 
you know, I, I had a large field of potential opponents on the Democrat side. They cleared the field. We, we had one individual spent $12 million, and about a week and a half ago, he just stepped aside. Hmm. And then the next opponent stepped aside. Then the next opponent stepped aside. So the power brokers here in D.C.'s picked the Democrat nominee for Democrats in Wisconsin. And, and Larry, they picked by far the most radical leftist hmm. out of the entire field. Hmm. You know, our, our current lieutenant governor who wrote the bill, didn't pass, for low bail, no bail. Oh. In other words, let, let criminals out on the street with no bail no, so they can offend again. Um, he incited the Kenosha riots. Mm-hmm. He said that, that that shooting was a vendetta. Um, no, they picked the most radical leftist. I mean, this guy has, will support all this massive deficit spending that caused inflation. He will be right there with him on the Green New Deal fantasy so in a in a sane world this election shouldn't even be close but it's wisconsin and we're pretty right down the middle so it's a tough race so my my website is ron johnson for senate.com i'm gonna need a lot of help a couple weeks ago was the last time i saw the figure they'd already spent 46 million dollars trying to destroy me politically lying about me distorting my record 46 million bucks and i didn't even have an opponent except i will say i have the worst opponent the mainstream media in Wisconsin, they want to take me out. They want they want two Democrat senators. They want one, you know, from the radical left. And that's you know, can't even put a dollar figure on the media lying and distorting. Of course, you, know, you saw what they did to, to your old boss. Yes. Uh, they're relentless and they're powerful. Yeah, but the people know better. I mean, you're you're a common sense guy. You're a business guy. You're a law and order guy. I mean, I I think you're going to win because I think the tide. I think the force is with you. I mean, I think um, I think after September, when these races clarify, it's going to be a big GOP sweep. The Senate will be closer. The House is not going to be close. The Senate may be closer. You're you're going to win. I mean, you need you need people with a business background, and you're a law and order guy, and you're a law and order border guy, and people in Wisconsin, I think, are no different than anybody else. And Wisconsin has a lot of industry, doesn't it? A lot of manufacturing. They don't want sky-high uh, fuel prices and power prices, do they? I mean, did they buy into this Green New Deal climate change stuff? Yeah, Larry, we're, we're one of the leading manufacturing states. Yeah. I mean, we just about everything. Yeah. Metals, plastics, and food. And no, we, we, are, a, we are a large manufacturing state. So no, all, all, these, all these policies promoted by the left are, are very destructive for our state. And uh, so, again, I hope people pay attention. I hope they're not swayed by the lies and distortions of the media, uh, because you're right, this is crucial. And then if, if we do win, by the way, Biden will still be in, in office and be frustrating. We do have to, as William Buckley instructed us, stand athwart history, yell stop. Mm. We have to, and then we have to put forward our agenda. And I think it's pretty simple. You go back to what worked. You go back to what Donald Trump gave us uh, in terms of record economy, you go back to a competitive, I'd, I'd like to see a much more sim- a simpler and more rational tax code. Start reducing regulation. Again, don't, don't heap it on. Reduce regulation. You know, people don't realize the cost of regulation. Hmm. That, that, that is inflationary. Yeah. If that costs businesses to comply, they pass those costs along to consumers and prices. We have to secure a border. We have to support law enforcement. We have to have a strong military. I mean, our, our, our world is in peril. Because the weakness of the Biden administration, I mean, tyrants notice it. 
our adversaries are taking advantage of this moment of weakness in America, but, but we can rebuild it. But we have to unify. We have to heal this nation, which is what Biden said was his goal in his inaugural address. He's done the exact opposite. Well, this radio broadcast is heard throughout the Middle West. So the message is going to get out there. I'll tell you, if, if there's something for me to do out there, I would do it. I'm kind of tired. Well, I'd, I'd love to have you come out. We got, again, the campaign's just kicking off now. We'll absolutely get you out there. I'd, I'd love to have you. Yeah. You know that. Well, I do. And you and I have been pals ever since you started running, ever since you won. You've done a fabulous job. Common sense. Common sense. I mean, here's the thing, Senator. It's like these... This Democratic Party today, circa 2022, does not care about the growth and of the middle class, ordinary working folks. They don't care. They've got their you know, obsessions about climate change and hating rich people. They don't care about economic growth. They don't even use the word economic growth and prosperity. All right, they're closing us down. Senator Ron Johnson, big winner in Wisconsin. You're terrific, sir. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.